The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Dontea Price-Lisco with our latest election night updates. Virginia voters gave Democrats control of the General Assembly on Tuesday, according to unofficial results from the Associated Press. As Ben Pavier with VPM News reports, that means Governor Glenn Youngkin will have to work with them for the remainder of his term. Youngkin's 2021 win suggested Virginia, which elected Joe Biden by 10 points, might still be in play for the GOP. But at a watch party in Richmond, State Senate Caucus Chair Mamie Locke held a blue brick, a symbol of the Democrats' figurative brick wall blocking Youngkin's agenda. This brick wall means we maintain our majority in the Senate. Democratic candidates centered the race on abortion. Virginia allows the procedure in the first and second trimester, and Democratic candidates vowed to keep it that way. That makes it the only state in the South that has not implemented new restrictions since last year's Supreme Court decision undoing Roe v. Wade. Ben Pavier, VPM News. With the Democratic Party set to regain control over the House of Delegates and maintain their hold on the Senate, the whole General Assembly is set to be under Democratic control. House Minority Leader Don Scott told Democrats gathered in Richmond that Virginia sent a message to Governor Glenn Youngkin and Republicans across the country. We ran this election cycle with one goal in mind, to root out extremism, protect our fundamental rights and freedoms for all Virginians. House Democrats will vote on a speaker Saturday, according to Scott. If he is selected, Scott could be the first black speaker in Virginia. For three voters in Henrico County, issues surrounding reproductive rights were top of mind, especially when considering the future. VPM News' Ian Stewart asked about what brought them out to vote on Election Day. It's Hema Subramaniam. So what issues brought you out today to vote? A variety of issues, primarily uh, the women's rights. Um, that's, you know, kind of one of the main things. The other is, uh, uh, you know, just uh, kids. Uh, and um, third is, uh, you know, the environment. Yeah. Kind of had to weigh the pros and cons of each candidate's stance and then chose, you know, what makes the most sense. Yeah. I've been voting for many, many, many years. I feel it an honor to come out and vote. Not everybody gets this. So I definitely wanted to make sure that that power vested in me as an individual is, you know, kind of exercised for the right cause, for the right thing that I stand for, for, you know, instead of complaining, the, we have the right to vote. We can make a change. And what it says drop in the ocean makes a difference and kind of that what brought me out is even if it's one vote let me do it and I am living in such a great country such a beautiful country I cannot tell you so I need 
to um, you know what they've given me I want to use it Amy Adkins A-D-K-I-N-S? Yes. Ooh, got it. So Good job. What, issues, <laughs> what issues brought brought you out to vote today? Uh, women's reproductive rights and also people who think they're educators trying to tell educators what to do. Uh, I voted, um, which party you mean? Yeah. Democrat. I do not want fit mailers. <laughs> I don't want political ads on TV. It's it makes me sick to think what they're saying about each other. I'm really an independent. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. But I definitely um, am, you know, women's reproductive rights is huge. I have daughters, granddaughters, and it's a very, very important issue in this state and in this country. And I just felt very strongly about that. And also being a teacher for 41 years, when somebody tries to tell educators what to do who are professionals in that area and they have absolutely no experience in any, just, you know, being a parent is one thing, but being an educator is totally different. And I don't like for politics to be involved in that. Hi, uh, my name is Karen Pearson. What issues brought you out to vote today? Uh, primarily abortion and also gun safety. I uh, voted Democrat. I think as a woman, um, I want to make sure that we do everything we can to protect the rights of other women and reproductive rights. Um, and I'm also a mother, and I want to make sure that we're doing everything we can for gun safety in this country. Um, knowing that I have a child at school that is doing things like the lock and teach, where they're having to practice um, drills for active shooters, you know, that's terrifying as a mother and as a parent. And I, you know, we need to do something to stop that in this country. And the horrible gun violence epidemic. We now return you to the regular VPM Daily Newscast. You can find this election news and more updates at vpm.org elections. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Kim Strother. Voters in Richmond, for a second time in three years, voted against bringing a casino and resort to the city's south side. VPM News editor Dave Cantor has more. Just before 9 p.m. Tuesday, the group behind the city's second casino proposal sent out an email that acknowledged its defeat. Mayor Lavarsoni was a vocal proponent of the project. Carrie is a bit later in the evening. You know, it's unfortunate, um, but... You can't find a leader in the United States of America that would not try their best to bring more jobs for their residents, more revenue for their city, and more care for their kids. Despite spending about $10 million on the referendum, Urban One and Churchill Downs weren't able to convince Richmonders of the project's overall benefits. By about 10 p.m., 60% of voters were against the plan, though early votes still need to be counted. Dave Cantor. VPM News. Early voting was again popular in Virginia this year, according to Commissioner of Elections Susan Beals. She spoke in an Election Day morning press conference in Richmond while the polls were open. As of this morning, 789,704 Virginians have cast their ballots through early voting. That number includes early in-person votes and mail-in absentee ballots, which registrars will continue collecting until Friday, as long as they're postmarked with yesterday's date. As voters cast their ballots yesterday for the state legislature, eyes were on a few districts. VPM News' Jad Khalil spoke to voters in Petersburg. 
Outside of Union Station, it's windy. Campaign signs for Republican incumbent Delegate Kimberly Taylor have blown over. Someone from the city's Republican committee has shown up to reinforce them. This district is one of the most competitive in Virginia, according to the Virginia Public Access Project. Yunkin carried this area by two points. Then, last year, voters supported congressional Democrats by a single point. Wilma Nedrick said she voted for Taylor's Democrat opponent, Kimberly Pope Adams, to protect abortion access. Even though the other things are important, that's more important than anything. Other Petersburg voters said abortion was a top priority for them. Brandy Faulkner is a political science professor at Virginia Tech. It's the very delicate, delicate balance of power that uh, I think is most interesting to people. The party that wins this race could control the House when the General Assembly convenes in January. Jad Khalil, VPM News. A Shenandoah Valley women's clinic is joining regional hospital system Augusta Health. Augusta Health Care for Women will become part of the hospital system on December 1st, according to a press release. The addition of the clinic's locations in Fisherville and Lexington expands the hospital system's women's care offerings. The system now has more than 20 locations around the valley and in surrounding areas. The Richmond City School Board on Monday rejected a proposal to address mold and fire safety concerns in their buildings. The resolution was an amended version of an earlier Richmond Education Association proposal that was shot down in October, according to WRIC. The district also recently published a report saying mold had been found at two schools, but the issue at each location has been addressed. RPS is in the process of testing several additional facilities. A road widening project in Chesterfield County is almost complete. The $65 million project expanded a two-mile stretch of Route 10 between Interstates 95 and 295, according to Richmond BizSense. The expansion doubled the stretch of road to eight lanes in an attempt to reduce increasing traffic as the area's population grows. The roadway is expected to open before the end of the year. Governor Glenn Youngkin has declared a state of emergency to better provide assistance for containing the Quaker-run wildfire. VPM News reporter Patrick Larson has more. The executive order points to two large fires, the Quaker-run fire in Madison County and the Tuggles Gap fire in Patrick County, both of which jumped containment lines over the weekend. The Quaker-run blaze is in the eastern portion of Shenandoah National Park, where mountainous terrain adds to the challenges firefighters face. That's on top of containing dozens of other smaller active fires in the state. The Virginia Department of Forestry told VPM News that more resources were needed to keep the fires from spreading further. Yonkin's order sets aside $2.75 million of state funds to support firefighting and activates emergency assistance from the state National Guard. Virginia officials encourage people to be aware of fire bans and smoke advisories. Wildfire season ends on November 30th. Patrick Larson, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. PM. 
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.